I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. Harriet Hageman is the woman who defeated Liz Cheney in Wyoming. And there were a lot of reasons that she won that race. We're going to get into that on my daily podcast. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. And the panel, of course, is going to discuss this. The thing that really bothers me with regard to inflation is everybody here on this panel agreed months ago that one of the reasons inflation was high was all the government spending. And after we agreed on that, what did the government do? They spent more. Student loans, uh, welfare in terms of the CHIPS Act. Seems like nothing is sinking in. These numbers aren't better than expected. And maybe they should be. And maybe ultimately they're going to start to go back up again because we continue to go back to that well of debt and spending. We've got to hold people to a 8.3% is the year-over-year year number, 8.3%. If you strip out the core, it is 6.3%. Again, coming in hotter than expected and hotter than a lot of economists and a lot of people on this panel thought it was going to come in, to be clear here. Again, the expectation, 8.1%, 8.3% was the headline number. Bad economic numbers, and we're going to go through all of it today. None of it good. But hey, Biden's going to be celebrating later today to uh, he's I don't know if you guys knew this. He's having a big old uh, party up at the White House. He's going to be he's going to be celebrating all this. We'll get into it. Welcome to the show. Dana Lash here with you. And this uh, Tuesday here at the top of our first hour. And you can sign up for the newsletter. We had a couple of headlines out about this last night, but all the bulk of it was released this morning. So the where do you want to start? That's the thing. This is ultimately also I made I tweeted out earlier. I said, I hope that the GOP realizes that this they should be getting all of the footage of this of him partying up at the White House. And that should be their uh, all of their campaign footage for all of their ads coming up for midterms and coming up for 2024. The U.S. Consumer Price Index. The pri- ever, it's bad. Where I mean, where do you want to start? We have inflation still in the eights. It's 8.3%. It's still up over from what it was a year ago. The consumer price index raised 0.1% in August. Rent, food, healthcare, everything, all of it driving the increase. And it surged. The core CPI, they said, surged actually 0.6%. And it increased over 6% year on year. Not a single thing good about any of this. And it, it's, it's the, it, it, we still are in inflation. They said it was transitional. They said it was temporary. And they lied. They all lied, every one of them. They all lied about this. So we're going to break this down because if, this ultimately, 
Democrats are trying so hard to segue to abortion. They want, I'm not kidding you, wait until you hear some of the stuff that I have on this. They're trying to segue into abortion because they think, oh, no, 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 that's going to be the, that's going to be the, the winning issue coming in for, coming into the election. That's going to be the, the winning issue going into midterms. They are so terrified. They don't at all, well, not, they don't, they, they ultimately, they, they can't really, they can't talk about uh the economy. I mean, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? Imagine you're out on a camp. You're out on a campaign event. You're a Democrat. Someone's asking you, trying to ask you, well, what are we going to do to improve gas prices? What are we going to do to improve job? What are we going to do to to stop to thwart this inflation? You don't have any answers to give. You see why now so many people don't want to campaign with Biden because they they have no answers to give. They can't. They don't want to. They don't want to talk about any of this. They can't. They they can't. So horribly, horribly bad news. It kind of, but I don't have to tell you these numbers because you know. You see it. You see it every single day. You see it every time you go to the store. You see it every time you, I mean, heck, all you got to do, you go out to dinner. Go to dinner. That's all you got to do. This, I, I even have more uh, for you. So it's up. So ultimately what we're looking at, it's up 8.3%, I think, was the average from last year. They, I don't even want to hear about gas prices. I retweeted something, Kane. I, I thought I was going to throw my phone. Re- I retweeted something and someone's like, oh, but gas prices are down. I'm going to punch my fist through a wall. What? Even with gas prices down, this number came in higher than expected. But the gas prices, though, they don't understand the relationship between that, Kane. You're talking to people who are financially illiterate and economically illiterate. They have no idea what that means. Well, here's the thing. Gas utilities are actually up. Food is up. Well, yeah. Transportation is up. Shelter is up. Food away from home is up. Uh, Electricity is up. All of it is up. Yeah. This, I was reading, too. This is, you know, kind of... uh, an aside, but I was reading, do you know in some countries you have to pay an electricity cost to, for your Tesla? Or for not just Tesla, your EV, period. What? Yeah, just, you know, because energy is expensive. And we're all feeling, this is all with it. We're not doing a single thing to do anything about it anywhere. At all. Now, I got more for you. The, this is a pretty, let me pull this up. This is a pretty wide sample this uh, was a, a measure of Biden's. Oh, bad. This is a measure of Biden's rating. This is uh, actually a number of places. I want to say Reuters first reported this. Current polling as it relates to approval for his handling on inflation. How well he's handling inflation. 36% low. Oh, my gosh. It's not good (laughs) don't even know how you would it's just it's not good his approval on inflation actually what's what the rcp average has him at 32 the latest was a harvard harris that was what reuters reported the latest latest was a harvard harris poll the rcp average has him at 32 percent approval rating so that's the average approval for and that's specifically on how he's handling inflation I'm telling you. So now, 
in with this, monthly consumer prices are, are rising. Core inflation's picking up. And I can't even believe that this is a thing, but he's celebrating it today at the White House. You guys thought I was joking, and I'm not. Here's the story. He issued an, an official statement today trying to tell you that uh, that dog peeing on your foot, that it's rain. I mean, how else do you... He tries to put... He tried to put it in perspective that the Reuters story, monthly U.S. consumer prices unexpectedly rose in August. I love how they everybody has to put Kane every flipping headline, every headline I have read. They literally try to put in. But the declining gas prices, though. Every single one. This one's no different. Kane's going to punch something. Monthly U.S. consumer prices rose or unexpectedly rose in August as declining gas prices. Gas prices are on the decline. This is another separate headline. Every I have like seven, actually, no, I'm sorry. No, I have seven, seven headlines where, and these are just the headlines where they have uh, declining gas prices included. And then when all of these news entities have been tweeting out their stories, notice how they were the tweets. They always have to put declining, they have to put, they have to, but, but I thought that was Putin's hike. So was that Putin's decline? How does that work? I mean, if you're not going to take credit for increasing the prices, then how are you taking credit for Decreasing the prices. Hmm. How does that work? Hmm. Inquiry minds. Democrat it's Democrat math. Or a Democrat understanding of Democrat cause and effect. I mean, I don't even know. Gosh. So, this, this is how they put it. Kane's going to get so mad. I just want to read you the Reuters headline. This uh, monthly U.S. consumer prices unexpectedly rose in August as declining gas prices. Hmm. We're offset, unfortunately, by gains in costs of rent and food, giving cover for the Fed to deliver another hefty interest rate increase. No shame. Now, here's the president's statement. I can't. I'm not going to be able to get through this. I mean, his... He could, he, the first sentence, the first sentence, quote, Today's data show more progress in bringing global inflation down in the U.S. economy. What? Where's this progress? Where's it hiding? Misinformation! Where's the progress at? I'm, I, I don't know. Am what am I missing? Where's the progress? You guys see any progress for this? Because I don't. Yeah, I see inflation increasing. That's their progress. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, but, but wait, ready? Overall, prices have been essentially flat in our country these last two months. This is his statement. His actual statement. Why aren't they flagging this for misinformation? I thought our uh, social media overlords would do something. Well, see, you know, I could have signed up for the Tweety Bird um, fact checker truth squad team thing, but I wasn't allowed uh, because I shared uh, a story that talked about how big tech was handling his 50-something-year-old baby infant child, his uh, crack whoring and naked N-E-K-K-I-D proclivities. That's, so I can't, I can't actually say it's disinformation because I'm not allowed because I shared factual reporting. Anyway, so the sentence, let me start. Today's data show more progress in bringing global inflation down in the U.S. economy. Overall, prices have been essentially flat in our country these last two months. That is welcome news for American families. This is literally the statement that was released by every media outlet. 
gas prices are down an average of $1.30 a gallon. We saw some price increases slow from the month before at the grocery store. I love how vague that is. We saw some price increases slow. Yeah. And real wages went up for the second month in a row. It'll take time and resolve to bring down the inflation that I caused, which is why we passed the Tax Yourself to Death Reduction Act to cover the blah, 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 blah. New speak for flat. Do you know what that means? It means, first off, real wages did not go up. And the CP- the CPI went up and it didn't actually go down. I don't know what kind of crack he's... Sm- is he on some of his... Did he take Hunter's crack? I think that, yeah, I don't think that um, Hunter's the one hitting the powder by himself. I just don't think anymore. I mean, what do, you, what do they think is going to happen when, the, when oil rebounds? First off, it's going to rebound because OPEC has said that they're going to increase prices. What do they think is going to happen when that, com- when that skyrockets again as the temps decrease? What do they think is going to happen? I, I just... This is, this is the consequence of putting people in office who have no idea what's going on. They don't have to know anything about the government, really, or about finance or about the economy because they are rich. They don't have to. They're rich. They don't have to worry about inflation. They're rich. They don't have to care. Inflation beats expectations. Food and grocery prices have shattered records. Shattered records. That's what all these numbers are telling us. Bureau of Labor Statistics. They say that the core prices, the core prices measured all of the prices, measure all prices, and it remained elevated at 6.3. July was 5.9. And that is BLS.gov. Bureau of Labor Statistics. So the Federal Reserve's probably going to slow their roll, so to speak, on further increasing any rates. But apparently the Wall Street Journal wrote a piece. They said that they're going to... uh, This is... Pulling this up. Sorry, this is uh, from yesterday, 9-12. The CPI, they said it may not shake the Fed. May not. But they said they might hike hike rates uh, by 0.75. That's what... Uh, and, and but for for the most part, they said that they thought that inflation was going to decrease from 8.5 to 8.1. And they're totally wrong. It totally did not do that at all whatsoever. It did not decrease to 8.1 percent at all. Liars, liars who lie didn't didn't decrease. So we have a lot to get into. I'm not even through halfway my economic headlines today. But when we come back, we got headlines. And while we're all going broke. Democrats have decided that abortion just may be, guys, the midterm catalyst that they need. They're hoping that you guys love abortion as much as they do, because that's what I'm not kidding you. That's literally what they're planning on putting all of their messaging around. And we're going to talk about that. Ammo is expensive and in short supply. Did you know that you can train without ammunition at your home using the Mantis X? All the best shooters in the world do a significant portion of their training with dry fire practice at home. The Mantis X firearms training system is a no ammo, all electronic way to practice and improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your own firearm like a like a weapon light and you can use it at home or at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through 
drills and courses. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. The Mantis X is used by the Marine Corps, Army, and Special Forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. And the Mantis X can improve your shooting dramatically, and it's a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you should also be able to act on your Second Amendment responsibility and be competent and confident in your shooting ability. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So the place that overroasts their coffee beans to the point where it tastes just like petrified dew, uh, Starbucks. They say, introducing Starbucks Odyssey, a new experience that offers the ability to earn and buy digital collectibles, NFTs, that will unlock the access to new coffee experiences. Wait, do you have to experience coffee? It's something that they're doing that I don't care about, neither should you, but I just couldn't overlook the fact that, do you, does everything have to be an experience? Coffee experience. Like if you go to the grocery store, it's a grocery store experience. You realize that they're trying to bougie up just living your life, right? Let's try to make co- purchasing and drinking horrible coffee exciting by calling it an experience. I'm going to revisit this because it just bothers me. The uh, la, 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 lockdown loving New Zealand finally dropped their coronavirus restrictions, including their mask and vaccination mandates. Yeah, I still am not going to go visit Hobbiton. You know, you already did it. And uh, Xinjiang, the lockdown, Chinese censors are drowning out posts about food and medicine shortages in China. Kind of like what our social media does here, hmm? Stay with us. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing, and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. 1188 or text Dana to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Do you feel ready, you and President Biden, to to hit a second presidential campaign? It has to be taxing. Well, you know, it is taxing, but, you know, look at the look at all Joe has done. He has kept true to what he said he would do. And uh, so I think he just needs to keep going. She has the tone of uh, a mom who walks into her kid's bed, really disastrously messy bedroom and is like, look at all he's done, though. Look at it. It's so great. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. That was the that was Flotus uh, Jill Biden, who isn't an actual doctor. You could sit here and be I got every time I say anything about that. That's when I get hate. That's when I'll get hate tweets or hate comments or hate mail. She's not, though. Can she rearrange someone's guts? No, stop. It's true. Now, yeah, look at what he's done. 
everything up. Got our new, uh, we got our new numbers in. They're not good. Not good at all. We've been ta- we talked about that last uh, segment before we hit into, hit into headlines. And this, despite everything that, everything that Biden has been saying, the, the CPI report, measuring that against the expectations or rather the false reality that Biden has set forward, it's just not, it's not jiving at all. There's some audio from Rick Santelli on this. Audio sent by two. Listen to this. This is good. He has the, I mean, this is, this gets into right, right into the heart of it. I mean, we're dealing with inflation and yet what does the administration do? They want to spend more money, which is exactly what you don't do during an inflation. But listen to Santelli on this. And the panel, of course, is going to discuss this. The thing that really bothers me with regard to inflation is everybody here on this panel agreed months ago that one of the reasons inflation was high was all the government spending. And after we agreed on that, what did the government do? They spent more student loans, uh, welfare in terms of the CHIPS Act. Seems like nothing is sinking in. These numbers aren't better than expected. And maybe they should be. And maybe ultimately they're going to start to go back up again because we continue to go back to that well of debt and spending. Yep. Why is he why is he trying to spike the football when there's not a victory? Isn't that right? That's kind of weird, isn't it? Why is why is he doing that? There's no victory in this. There's no there's nothing good here. I mean it he actually tweeted he tweet. <laughs> he said July 0% inflation, this is what he tweeted in August, July 0% inflation in last week's booming jobs report underscore the kind of economy we're, we're building. Wage erosion, bad. Everyone keeps saying that, oh, real wages are increasing, but they're not though. Shelter, food, medical care, those were the largest indexes that kind of brought up the whole entire average. And everyone's, they weren't really, I don't really think you can actually argue that they're offset by a short and temporary, by the way, it's temporary, a short and temporary decline in gas prices, especially when gas is still super high. Because just think, we're in, what is it, today's September 13th. So when did temperatures start getting, I mean, in Texas, it doesn't start getting cold to what? November, maybe? But it starts getting chilly, like northeast, you know, anywhere where it's 60 degrees, you're freezing to death. That's my opinion. So, and it's fact. It's not just my opinion. It identifies as the truth. If it's 60-something degrees where you are, where's your fireplace? You know, I'd be all out in my ski gear. It's 60-some degrees. It's crazy. My point is that it's going to be getting cold soon. And the and oil's already increasing in Europe. Price of oil's already just crude skyrocketing in Europe. OPEC already signaled that they're going to actually start restricting in response to the fact that it was a little bit more affordable they're going to start uh tightening the supply so this is just that's just a temporary thing that's not that's not here to stay and everything all index for all items less food and energy rose 0.6 percent in august bigger than by the way an of an increase than it was in just july now what i don't i remember we played I think we had some audio sound bites like last month or so. You don't need to go get them. But it was Corinne Jean-Pierre who was saying that, well, they uh, something to the effect of, well, we didn't have any inflation uh, by on this our last month-on-month reading. Well, that, <clears throat> excuse me, that 
is irrelevant now, especially when you look at the report in today. And everyone, everyone keeps hinging on the gas thing. Oh, well, gas prices, it's going to get worse. Now, the medical costs, the Washington Post had a piece where it said Biden it was talking about his uh, little inflation reduction act. They said that the uh, they were a little surprised, apparently, by the medical costs. The medical care index rose 0.7% last month compared to July's increase of 0.4%. They said the index for hospital services increased 0.7% over the month. The index for prescription drugs increased 0.4%. The index for physicians' services rose 0.2% in August. Now, this... I have no idea why they're having this celebration at the White House. I don't get this at all. Not at all. The CNBC noted economists were expecting headline inflation to fall 0.1% core to 0.3. Energy prices, they said, well, so far energy prices are kind of buffered by that gas, by the gas index. However, you cannot, again, you can't count on this. And Janet Yellen, I will say, I mentioned this yesterday. She did tell everybody, get ready for gas prices to increase. I saw some conservatives saying, well, what does she know that no one else, you know, she doesn't know what she, well, actually, it's not her. I mean, it's, it, it's OPEC that made it, you know, they, they were the ones who already made the announcement that they're going to be restricting, they're going to be uh, decreasing how much uh, crew they put out. And so that's going to be a bigger issue. Why do you think that uh, UK and all these other countries are, are trying to maneuver back to coal? Why do you think that, uh, what was it, Germany opening up some of their coal plants? France, they were opening coal plants that were supposed to be entirely shuttered by spring totally. And now they're backtracking and reopening some simply because they're, they're expecting this. You have uh, OPEC going to restrict supply. You have Russia meddling with LNG. They got to do something. So, yeah, they got to step up. They got to step up coal. I had that. We had that headline yesterday. We were talking about that. But she said she told uh, uh, State of the Union that gas prices are going to rise. And she said that, yes, there's going to be a spike in gas price. So so just, you know, get ready for that. That was the one thing that she's actually said that was accurate. That's the one thing that she wasn't lying about. One time she doesn't lie, but she's lied so many times conservatives are like, yeah, we don't believe her anyway. No, this one you should actually, because it's going to, I mean, because it's not just her saying it. Not just her saying it. CBS keeps, I'm going to pull this tweet up. CBS tweeted that inflation slowed for the second month in August. What kind of crack rock are they smoking? How big is it? Because if you look, remember Bureau of Labor Statistics, I have a lot of stuff in front of me. Bear with me for one moment. Uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics also pulled up. Here it is. They uh, f- this was for when the this was their uh, a chart. It was their second chart on their release, their twelve month change, and it actually didn't slow. It increased at a faster rate. Where are they getting this? Do they know how to look at this? I mean, it's literally a picture. How do you misinterpret that? It showed that it actually increased at a quicker pace in August. It didn't decrease. I I mean, energy was the only area 
where you didn't have a spike. And that's only because the spike is coming. And so they're, they're going to celebrate it anyway. Celebrate it anyway at the White House. They said, oh, yeah, our prices have been essentially flat. I mean, I cannot wait. Uh, I, I, I can't wait for the press conference on this. Because that you can't, I mean, you were, you're basically going to be arguing with your own BLS. I, I, it's just stunning to me. Now, a couple of other things. I was telling you that Democrats, while everybody's going broke, Democrats are saying, yeah, well, you know what we think? Let's go ahead with abortion. They really want this to be a thing so bad. They said, oh, the midterm sprint. I'm looking at this MS. There's a, two MSNBC pieces. And there are a couple of others elsewhere, Slate and others. Now, they're trying to cite this Wall Street Journal poll. I, don't, I, didn't, look at the, I didn't look at the crosstabs for this. because, mm. But they said that, oh, some independents, some independents are tilting towards Democrats in midterm elections. Now, the, the survey, when I was looking at the survey, I mean, they only, they only looked at about maybe 200 voters. And they really they definitely oversampled it's not a total they over they oversampled it's probably plus eight for democrats and when they start telling them when they whenever there's a question about abortion in any of this and pull this back up I, we have a lot of data today they when they ask about how to in this when they ask how do you in terms of handling foreign policy Excuse me, 42% went for Republican, 39 for Democrat. When they got to question 16, how do they, how, who do you like handling a abortion policy? 27 Republican, 48% Democrat. Now remember, this is a, like a plus eight uh, a, a Democrat. And these are, and they always, they tr- always kind of gauge the affiliation. You know, if you say, if you're, are you going to vote Republican? Or are you going to vote Democrat? You know, how are you going to do it? And, of course, you know, they're saying that they're, they'd probably vote Democrat. Because the question was, if all things being equal, if the election for Congress were held today, would you be more likely to vote for a Republican candidate or a Democrat candidate? And most of the majority answer Democrat. But they're sitting here going, but these are the independent voters. Jeez. Oh, they have clear, I'm not going to go through the whole poll, but it's, they have clear, it's a tiny sample, and they have definitely clear party lines. My point is that they're trying to, however they can stretch information, they really, they, I feel like they, they, they think that their only get is an abortion battle. That's going to be the only thing that motivates people to go and vote. Or their base anyway. Which is so stupid because they're, the, what they're telling people is that it's banned, but it's not. It's just, it's states make the determination. And this is where Democrats have so screwed up. They focus so long, and I've always told you that Everything political begins in your own backyard. Democrats focused so long on the federal issue that they completely abandoned doing anything at the states. That's their problem. That is their problem. That is, and it's actually an oversight that kind of surprises me, considering how they handle so many other issues. Look, for instance, at firearms. My gosh, you got them everywhere. You got anti-Second Amendment people everywhere. You'll have them in D.C., but then you'll have them at the state houses. 
state capitals. They'll be there at the state legislatures. They'll be there at the hearings testifying with their Bloomberg paid T-shirts. They, you know, they're all there. It's just wild that there isn't as much of, it seems like the organization is lacking at the state level from Democrats on that as compared to some of these other issues. I think because they felt that it was already determined by SCOTUS, so they felt that they already had it in the bag. But yet, it, it you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, when she was asked about Roe v. Wade and when she was answering very honestly about that and saying that it was predicated upon faulty logic and that at some point it will be contested and at some point, she didn't say it was an if, it was a when, that that would probably be overturned by a, a separate case I think she wasn't saying that as a way to give any kind of boost to anybody who was pro-life. I honestly think that she was saying that as a major warning, as, as, as blatantly as she could to Democrats, saying this is coming at the national level. You better be doing something about it in the states. And they, weren't, they didn't do anything. So now, and because they were lazy and they didn't organize and they didn't try to, because you, you need to actually alter your state's constitution and you need to pass legislation and do all this. They don't want to do that. They want executive fi- executive fiat. That's what they try to get Biden to do. But that only goes so far. So now they're telling everyone that, oh, well, it's banned. And so we um, we have to, uh, we're going to, we're you got to get out and vote. They'll lie to you if it means that they can get you out to vote for them. If that's what they got to do to motivate people to vote for them, lie to them and appeal to their worst fears or their their worst inclinations or whatever to get people motivated to go. That's what they'll do. They'll gladly do that. But they drop the ball. And instead of their base holding them to account, their base is going to reward them for doing that. Not, it's not going to be enough, though, because I just don't think a lot of their stuff is too extreme. You're actually going to have to get a number of them on record defending late-term abortion. That's going to be have to be part of the debate in these states. That's going to be really bad for them. So I really think that they, they're, they're really not sure what they're asking for with this. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Visit patriotmobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation using offer code Dana. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement, make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. Patriotmobile.com slash Dana. That's patriotmobile.com slash Dana, 972-PATRIOT. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. Sign up for the newsletter, chapter and verse, over at Substack. All of the links to that available in any of my social media profiles, also on Facebook as well. All kinds of good stuff that is out there. And uh, those will go out daily, regularly, other, otherwise also all throughout the week. This, uh, I wrote a piece yesterday, Frisco ISD in Texas. In response to the Uvalde and Santa Fe massacres, Santa Fe was in 2018, there was a a school district in the Dallas-Fort Worth suburbs 
wants parents to share how they store their firearms via a form. They proposed that the on number four on their resolution, they said that they wanted to develop a form or modify an existing form for the purpose of soliciting an acknowledgement uh, that whether or not parents understand negligence laws, Texas Penal Code 46.13, and uh, resources regarding safe uh, gun storage practices. The problem is that the Uvalde murderer legally purchased their two higher-end semi-automatic rifles. And the effort to like remake this tragedy as a consequence of negligence is pretty disturbing. Because it was purposeful evil. It wasn't an issue of negligence. Because they cited Uvalde and Santa Fe in their resolution. We're going to talk about this more coming up in our second hour in just minutes. Stay right with us. More of The Dana Show back right after this. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart Cherry Gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. Yes, the August uh, numbers for the Consumer Price Index headline number expected to be down is up one-tenth instead of down one-tenth. And do remember, the high watermark there was in June when it was uh, the highest level since 2005, when it was up 1.3%. Up only one-tenth, of course, is the lowest well since last month. We were unchanged. If we strip out the all-important food and energy and do understand, gas was down, what, 26% month over month. It's food that we have to pay attention to. Up six-tenths of 1%, double the expectation. And the high water mark there is up nine-tenths. That was in April, uh, and that went back to 1981. Up six-tenths? Well, the, if you look at up seven-tenths in June, that's kind of our comp. Now, the year-over-year numbers, expecting up 8%, up 8.3 on year-over-year. Hmm. That's Rick Santelli. You're not wrong. He's not wrong. Welcome back to the show. Second hour, top of our second hour here this Tuesday. Man, I'm telling you. So, this uh, report on CPI numbers, we've been talking about this most of the afternoon because... The president is legit. Man, they're spiking the football today at the White House. For real. No, literally. Like, that's what they're actually doing. They're having a big, giant celebration for it. He's literally hosting a celebration of the quote-unquote Inflation Reduction Act. Stock futures are plunging. Everybody's going broke. This is what he tweeted. He legit tweeted this uh, this morning. With the Inflation Reduction Act, the American people won. And special interest lost. 
lost. Today we celebrated its passage of the White House. Okay. What did we win? Did you win anything? An empty your wallet. Were, did, were there like prizes or something involved? <laughs> the American people won and special interest lost. We're literally extending Obamacare and we're raiding Medicare to pay for it. What? What are, what are you talking about, special interest? You actually just further yoked us to big insurance. Have you noticed, sidebar, have you noticed that that's never been a thing? Big meat is a thing. Big pharma used to be a thing for Democrats, and then now they love it. So it's not big pharma anymore. Right. Uh, and you have, what is it? There's big oil, big gas, sure. big meat, yeah. big everything except big insurance. Hmm. Kind of interesting, is it not? Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's, he literally said, today we're celebrating. Quote, Exactly four weeks ago, I signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law. So today, we're celebrating. Tune in at 3 p.m. Eastern. Oh, boy, right as we go off air. that He's delivering remarks right as we go off air. Oh. And then he goes, I deliver remarks and welcome leaders and advocates who made it happen to the People's House. And he capitalizes the P. This, this is in China. We don't have to do that. They actually picked today when the CPI report came out to host a celebration for inflation eating up wages and eating up any wage gains since April, no signs of easing. Inflation rose faster in, in August than they expected. And it's weird because he has the Inflation Reduction Act. Came what's missing here. So he, the White House tweeted, the president is celebrating the historic inflation Reduction Act, and he says, and they say this law will quote lower the cost of prescription drugs and healthcare and energy, which it totally won't. Combat climate crisis, reduce deficit, make the largest corporations pay their fair share. What's missing? The actual reduction of inflation. Oh, there you go. You got it. You got it. You know what? You win. You win a prize. You know what? You know what it is? An emptier wallet. Yay! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make the corporations pay their fair share. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't know anything about finance or the economy because my family's rich, so I never had to worry about that. Anyone that I think is successful is probably successful because they're not paying their fair share. Pay your fair share. Man, this is why you can never elect me into office. I will write a law making it legal to punch someone for saying that you can't do can't ever get me in office can never happen (sighs) but you're right it doesn't do anything with reducing the inflation it doesn't also actually reduce the cost of prescription drugs either it actually is going to make it more expensive you're going to price controls driving it where in the world do they think that this works Yeah. So, and I don't know. They're, so they're going to have a party. I just, someone said it was the cherry on the top of a fecal Sunday. But they made the yeses match, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Does, do you guys feel like you, you can celebrate? You feel like celebrating? No? You guys don't feel like celebrating? What's the matter with you? 
You know, just just if you're paying more for your rent, that's just because your place is fancy. That how it is. That was the whole SNL skit. I mean, it just means that it you know it's bougier. Golly. Okay, so I have a few other things here. Like I said, Democrats are going to go for uh, abortion. And pulling this up, Biden and allies, real clear politics, they're betting voters like it as much as they do. The, the Demo- it's clear that their platform and their agenda of abortion from birth, from really conception to birth, uh, they've, they, that's ultimately their, their platform. And they are trying, like we talked about, they're trying to fear monger people over the Dobbs case. And so they think if they talk about it enough, then that might overshadow all of the bad stuff with the, uh, with the economy. I still cannot believe, I'm sorry, I can't even move to another topic just yet. I cannot believe dude is holding a party at the White House for this. This is, the, this is nuts. This is it's absolute nuts. Holding a party at the White House for this. Look, it's all the inflation's gone. You guys feel eased? <laughs> no, nobody does. Oh, man. They had all of these uh, with this. They had USA Today and everyone else saying gas prices, gas prices. Oh, the gas prices. By the way, they're still 19% than, higher than they were a year ago. That helps to offset the sting. Offset what? I didn't think we even had a. What did, what did it need to offset? Food up 13.5%, rent up almost 7%, electricity up 16%, health insurance almost 25%, let, largest ever increase. Good heavens. New yeah, new cars all up. Gas prices up 75% from where they were two years ago. Isn't diesel like over $5 a gallon still? And here we're going to be heating our homes just in like soon and any, any time now. And there goes your gas. There goes any of the offset that you, would might, you might have in that 75% increase in gas. But hey, abortion though. We want to talk about abortion. I'm going to say it. The topic of abortion is uh, female entitlement. It's what it is. It is a one percenter first world female entitlement issue, considering that according to Planned Parenthood's own figures, less by a lot than one percent is due to rabian or incest. It's because it's used as birth control. Get mad because it is. It is. It is a. It is the. It's an issue for. It's. It's really a first world woman's indulgence, and they want to act like it's so much. They want to act like it's something other than that. But that's exactly what it is. You have people going broke, and they all they want to talk about is that. They've sent the memo out. Everybody's, they're all pivoting to focus on nothing but that going forward. This little celebration that he's having at the White House, this is them. Okay, we're done talking about the economy now. That's it. We're done. They think that that's going to be just the thing. It's time to scare everybody. Someone was saying it's going to be the handmade tale. The Handmaid's Tale. Now, I will say this. Lindsey Graham, he's, introduce, he's introducing. He's like, I'll help. <laughs> he's going to propose a new national abortion restrictions bill. 
I look at this from a point of strategy. Now, you guys know where I stand on the issues. Why would you? You, you don't have power in the Senate. You ain't going to go nowhere with this. You're forcing an optic that, on, that will only serve to actually work against the thing you're proposing. Because you will be helping the people who would oppose it gain greater numbers right before an election. You see what I mean? Here's the thought. If you want to propose this, maybe wait until after you have some control in the Senate. <gasps> what? You mean wait until after the election, which is literally just in some weeks? Yes. Interesting. And then after that, then you can propose your bill. Because if you do it beforehand, you're actually going to help the people that you're trying to beat legislatively here. Well, I didn't think about that. I know you didn't, Lynn's. It's like, well, who's, who's, what is the strategy? He introduced a bill today on this. He said, we're going to get America in a position at the federal level that's consistent with the rest of the world. I get his narrative on that, and I don't disagree with him. But he just literally gave electoral ammo to the left. Dum, 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 dum. I'm going to make fun of this man now. If this, look. I liked him with the Kavanaugh thing, but that stuff, my whole thing is, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? That, that's old news. What have you done for me? This is stupid strategy. Who does this? Let's see, right before the election, when I don't really need to do this right now, because they definitely don't want to, they don't, look, Democrats do not want to make have a battle over abortion, because what it'll do is it'll end up, go, you, then you have, to, you have to include late-term abortion. That has to be part of it, especially as, you know, in some of these areas, they have trigger laws that kick in. Every state protects the life of the of the mother. I, the people who are sitting here spinning this to you are the stupidest people. This They're lying to you, and I, it's practically criminal. They're absolutely lying to you. The whole thing with miscarriages and everything else, they're absolutely lying to you. Furthermore, Women usually are going already to, they're seen in OBGYN. They're going to an obstetrician. Okay. They're not just like popping into a Planned Parenthood where they fought against even having licensed anesthesiologists on site. So come on. But this, him proposing this is just, it's bad strategy. He could wait. Democrats don't want to have the debate about late-term abortion because that has to be a part of it. But by pushing forward this bill, Lindsey Graham is giving them an, uh, an out to talk about his bill as opposed to that. This is the dumbest thing I've seen. And then his stands will go, oh, well, I guess you like abortion. That No, I like to win. And I also, if you want to win on this issue, then you better be smart about it. So I guess that means I care more than you. Kind of how I look at it. Ammo is expensive and in short supply. Did you know that you can train without ammunition at your home using the Mantis X? All the best shooters in the world do a significant portion of their training with dry fire practice at home. The Mantis X firearms training system is a no ammo, all electronic way to practice and improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your own firearm like a, like a weapon light and you can use it at home or at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. 
Mantis. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. The Mantis X is used by the Marine Corps, Army, and Special Forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. And the Mantis X can improve your shooting dramatically, and it's a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you should also be able to act on your Second Amendment responsibility and be competent and confident in your shooting ability. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. I don't know what they're doing in Australia, but in Sydney, the cockatoos have learned how to open the trash cans. Oh, I'm sorry. The rubbish bins. Yes, it's the rubbish bin. They said, is this is literally a it's current biology and it's a summary on a presentation and it says this bin opening in cockatoos leading to an innovation arms race with humans. They're, I have no idea why they decided to study how wild urban living sulfur crested cockatoos have socially learned behavior of opening and raiding household bins. They do, they, they do that. I didn't know they did that there. Now I kind of want a cockatoo, not going to lie. So HelloFresh, do you guys get this stuff? You need to be aware. USDA has flagged some HelloFresh meal kit ground beef for possible E. coli contamination. The affected meal kits were distributed between July 2nd and July 21st, meaning you probably already know if you were. <laughs> Just saying. They said that their food, the government's FDA, blah, 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 they issued a public health alert. They said the meal kits contain ground beef, and they were shipped to customers from July 2nd to the 21st. It's the 10-ounce pla- plastic vacuum sealed package containing ground beef, 85% lean, 15% fat. So check your inboxes. You might be getting an email about that. And a man was charged because he stole $12,000. He stole $12,000 in Pokemon cards. I mean, they are really pricey. If y'all, parents know, stay with us. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. How do we fix all of these broken systems? Some of those answers will come from Republicans. It's not not the extremists that we're dealing with every single day. We've got to kill and confront that movement. Oh, um, what? But, the, you know, working with normal mainstream Republicans. So that's Tim Ryan who says this. Uh, welcome back to the show. First off, Dana Lash with you. Your lovable little curmudgeon here with you. Trying to wear sweaters in Texas. It's not happening today. Someone has someone asked me that, by the way. That's why I said I stated it. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash. It is. I'm wearing. That's Tim Ryan. He says we got to kill and confront the extremist movement. I'm sorry. Excuse. 
Thank you, next. What? Oh, my gosh. What is with this? But we're the extremists? We're the extremists, though. I don't know. He's from Ohio. He's, like, probably one of the meanest people I've ever met from Ohio. They're, like, pretty chill people in Ohio. I've been there many times. Beautiful state. They're super chill. It legit is a gorgeous state. I'm somewhat jealous. Went on a road trip to the Cuyahoga Bridge, that park there. I think I went through one of the most American streets ever because it was one of those old-fashioned you know, with the port, the flags on the porches and everything else. And it was just really, a really beautiful street. And it was just so America. And so it was just beautiful area. All of Ohio. The whole state's gorgeous. Prove me wrong. But he's mean. He's like the worst part of it. If Ohio had a downside, it's him. We got to, we got to kill this. Extreme, we got to find and kill this extremist movement or confront the extremist movement. I, I that to me, you're talking about voters, they're not extremists just because they disagree with you. I don't even think that Democrats who disagree with me on, on every issue, I don't even think they're extreme. I have friends because I, I don't demand what I, what I want, what I demand for my friends is what I give. Right. I don't give anybody any I don't I don't owe anybody any loyalty. They never shown me none. So that's how I look at my you know, if you, you treat your friends kindly, your friends, your friends, you get along, you have fun together. I don't demand that people sit here and submit a, a check on party affiliation, because honestly, some of some of a couple of my long time and some of my most loyal friends do not think like me politically. They will cut you if you come at me and they. I think may or may not be anonymously on Twitter. I have not been told, but, and then I've had some really, some, some, some of my, you know, what were dear friends that thought like me that ended up being some of the worst people I've ever met. You know, those are exceptions to the rule, but just saying, you know, I mean, I, I can't now, if you're like a total fascist, that's one thing, but I have friends who don't agree with me. Like, you know, they, they don't agree with me all the way on firearms. But there, you know how you can you can disagree and you can still be good a good person. You can disagree on issues and you can still be good people. I think they're misguided because I don't think it's an issue of malicious intent within the heart. I think it's just they're terribly misguided. And I think some of it, and we've talked about this before. I'm not saying anything that I haven't told them. And they've admitted it because you know we all do it. There is a little vanity point there because you want you you want to think that you're better than being misled. And I think that's a huge part with a lot of people who are kind of moderate Democrats. No one wants to believe that they're being misled. But when it's all you've heard, because a lot of them, it's all they've heard their entire lives. So, you know, I get it. I was raised that way. I get it. But this guy, he says, he tries to act like he's a moderate. And then he says stuff like this. Like he, he goes in and he says, Democrats aren't right on everything. I'm willing to sit down and have conversations about how we can move out of this age of stupidity. Some of those answers come from Republicans, not the extremists we're dealing with every day. We have we have to confront and kill that movement. But the normal mainstream ones. OK, I want these people who are making this argument to define what they think the difference is between the extreme Republicans and then the normal mainstream ones to use his language. Yeah, yeah what makes someone extreme? No, I would love for any of these people to uh, genuinely, I want to know what makes somebody extreme. 
Because the, when I disagree, what they think the normal mainstream Republicans are, who's he talking about? The Mitt Romneys? The people who believe that it's okay to use government and, and, and grow government so long as it's for Republican issues? It reminds me of this, this meme that I saw about the One Ring and Lord of the Rings, because everything can be brought back there. And it was when Boromir had the ring and he was looking at it. He had it on the chain. And he was looking at it uh, because it, Frodo was demanding it back, and that's when he kind of turned almost on Frodo. He thought, you know what? It's, it's um, not this that, that can actually be abused. It's just a person's heart, which is true to an extent. But he thought, well, I'm better than, than Sauron and the forces of Mordor, so I can use this ring you know, to save Gondor. I can use this ring for our people. I can use this ring to restore Minas Tirith. I can, re- I can use this ring to help bring balance to Middle-earth and restore you know, the realm of men. But th- isn't that what everybody thought before him? Isn't that what Isilidor thought as well? They all thought that they could use this thing to restore the balance. They thought that they could use this thing as a force multiplier for good or slash their agenda. And that's what some of these, what Tim Ryan calls the normal mainstream Republicans. And this is what I'm assuming since he lacked the courage to actually articulate his, you know, or define this. These are the, I, I, I think that that example that I just gave with Boromir in the ring is the same thing with Republicans in government. There are Republicans out there that think that, oh, well, we can use government as a force multiplier. That's why I opposed the Defense of Marriage Act, because I didn't think that government should be used as a force multiplier, because you're expanding government. Either way, you're expanding government. Conservatives are all about, what can we do to reduce government to Article 1, Section 8? Everything that we do should be a march towards that. Reducing government, reducing bureaucracy, reducing spending, reducing market manipulation, reducing price control. All of it across the board. These Republicans, there are certain Republicans like the Romneys and the Murkowskis and the Collinses and others that think, well, we can just use some government a little bit as a force multiplier for what we want to do. Since it would take longer for us to go out and convince people, we can just go ahead and we can fast track it and just push it through, you know, here. And we, we can do it. We can legislate it. You know, we want to we wanna, uh, protect marriage. We can legislate it. We want to we, we protect marriage. It wasn't about protecting. And you guys know I'm super traditional. I would probably shock you with how traditional I actually am. But I don't believe that this is the purpose of government. I believe that that's the purpose of people and people abandon their duty and their responsibility as citizens and as as Christians when they decide that they're going to force a godless government to implement what they should be doing within their church and community. And I think it's just like Boromir who wanted to use the one ring because he thought he was better and he thought he could do it. All these Republicans that have always wanted to use government to do the things that they've wanted to do. Because we're better. We're not going to abuse it. They end up expanding it and setting up for further abuse. So I don't know if that's what Tim Ryan's talking about when he's talking about normal mainstream Republicans, the ones who compromise on spending, the ones who compromise on taxes, the ones who compromise on gun rights, the ones who compromise on foreign policy by signing everybody's kids up to go serve in foreign wars that are essentially just power jockeying between forces in Washington. I mean, that's kind of what it is. Now, if he's trying to talk about the extreme ones, I dare say that Tim Ryan would probably find our founders to be extreme. Because they didn't believe in any any of the stuff being proposed. I mean, my gosh, it took 
And granted, it took some time to build up to the War of Independence. But whether it was the T-Tax or the Stamp Act, these were small moves in comparison to the stuff that we're seeing now. And I give this example not to justify a conflict, but to say that if he thinks that objection to something as large as a trillion dollar spending bill that actually isn't going to reduce inflation, but they claim it's going to reduce inflation. If he thinks objections to that is extreme, my gosh, what would he think of our founders who had a riot over Stamp Act and T-Tax? I mean, for crying out loud, that's not extreme at all. I think these people get so far away from the purpose of our republic that any push to get back to that point of, that's the true point of normalcy, by the way, if it's never been defined for you, the true purpose of our republic and limited government as set, set forth in our constitution is the point of normalcy. And the further these people get away from it, any attempt to return to it, they view it as extreme. They talk about people who simply want to get back to what our law and order dictates as being extremists. And I find that to be incredibly dangerous. I don't believe words are, inv- or words are violence by any stretch. But I do believe that it creates this weird environment where we think that mere disagreement constitutes an act of violence and then people try to legislate based on that new definition. It's really messed up. And he's part of the problem. It's like, I I, I don't know how to describe it. Somebody said, um, who was it that had this piece? Let me look this up. There's an editorial that I read. I want to make sure I attribute it right so I don't just outright steal it. That's what makes us different from other people online. Someone was saying that political correctness, etc., was like a, a new Wahhabism. And I actually think that that's, I think that's correct. Oh, actually, it was Peter Thiel. He was saying wokeness is like Wahhabism. He was, he was saying that California is starting to seem like Saudi Arabia. Okay, you want to hear something interesting? I haven't talked about this. Normally, I don't. I get a lot of emails and stuff from people. To this point. So I. Let me pull this email up. Can you know what I'm talking about? I had forwarded it to you. Because I was like. Or I, I put it in Slack. I was like. Oh you guys got to read this. So I was reading. I had an invitation. Um, that came in a little bit ago. And it was from the Saudi Global Media Forum. And they're having an event in Riyadh. And they're like. Oh it's you know. It's over elections. So that's like my Super Bowl. And I. I you know. Obviously I can't go. Because we're going to be on air talking about all this. But I thought it was interesting because they said it's the role of media in today's rapidly changing landscape. And they're going to explore how Arab media can be enhanced to uncover uh, opportunities by exchanging dialogue and experiences. And I thought it was very interesting that they because they have a lot of women that are being invited. And I thought, why would you invite me? Have you met me? I mean, and I get it. You know, being, I think, at the forefront in talk radio and us being number one in this day part, we have millions of listeners across the country. And that doesn't even include everybody who streams, whether it's on, you know, through our simulcast that's offered on the first. But I just, I did think that was kind of interesting because if you've ever, there's a lot of restrictions on traveling in Saudi Arabia and there's a lot of, because I thought, well, what about, I mean, if we get to an issue, I mean, how free is the speech over there? You're going to be sitting on stage talking about media. How do you talk about media in Saudi Arabia and you not get into 
some other things over there. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about the Jamal Khashoggi thing because I think that he was a he was a he's a political operative and it was a fight, a, a political fight. Everyone tries to act like he was this like, no, the dude shouldn't have been killed. But they try to act like he was this virtuous, pure as the driven snow. Uh, you know, just uh, I don't even know what you would call him, but he was actually a political operative. Come on. I mean, you had to know what I I just it's like how free is the speech over there? You know, you're sitting on stage and if you disagree with one thing because they have very strict laws and it got me to that. It made me think what, you know, Peter Thiel's his piece wokeness is like Wahhabism because it plays the same role. I mean, you have you're not allowed to there's the everything is whereas the difference is that in Saudi Arabia speech very much is regulated by the state by the country and with political wahhabism or cultural wahhabism at least like wokeness that is something that's litigated in the court of public opinion so this they where you have people who kind of act as agents of the ruling party if you and they try to say that it's not like fascism because it's not controlled by the state but it's controlled by agents of the state that's the argument people have with big tech that's the argument that people have with you know, all of these different, you know, with 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 media, you know, when when people were removing the New York Post piece and, ba- and apparently Twitter, by the way, if you get my if you're a subscriber and you get my prep, you'll see in there that Twitter's now starting to ban accounts again for sharing the New York Post Hunter Biden stuff again. That's when you're acting as an agent of the state. How is that not woke as Wahhabism? How is that not similar? Or the same? See what I'm saying? It's very interesting. But Tim Ryan, how are the people who are wanting more freedom, the extreme, the extremists? Much of the media doesn't cover a lot of the most important news of the day. I'm Byron York with The Byron York Show. In the latest episodes, I'm going to discuss how, once again, it is all about Trump as Joe Biden centers his campaign speech around attacking MAGA Republicans. Also, I talk with Harriet Hageman about her win in Wyoming. She beat Liz Cheney in that GOP House primary in Wyoming. Download, subscribe to my daily podcast. Hear me get right into the news of the day. You can subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. All right. First up, this is uh, Pinellas County. Oh, my gosh. How's this man alive? Tampa, Florida. News Channel 8 on your side. A Clearwater, Florida man was arrested for allegedly drunk driving totally drunk. Yeah, allegedly. No, he was. Under the influence, his blood alcohol level was five times the legal limit, according to deputies. They pulled him over, Mr. Michael Sewell, noted his breath smelled like alcohol. He was really unsteady on his feet, had glassy and bloodshot eyes. He could not at all perform a field sobriety test, according to the affidavit. They gave him a breathalyzer. On the first blow, he had uh, 0.418, 0.417 on the second. The legal limit is 0.08. Yes. Point four one eight. How are you alive? How are you alive? He was arrested for driving under the influence because he had a blood alcohol level of 0.15 or greater booked in Pinellas County Jail. He, he, he was released. He paid $500 bond. Holy wow. I'm trying to 
That that's what that means. That means you're like almost forty one percent of your blood is alcohol. If you're blowing a point four one, yeah, that's how math works. How is he alive? I pray for his liver. No joke. My gosh. And dude, he. Oh man, I don't even. I can't. Oh, he's just. I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't get around that story. Uh, okay, uh, a woman. Uh, her name is. Uh, she was Chelsea Leahy. Uh, in Florida, she was the woman who walked up to police in Florida, demanded that they arrest her. According to uh, police officers, uh, Volusia County, they said that uh, they politely, she said uh, she had drugs on her. It was meth. They politely obliged, arrested her, and she just handed over two bags of meth. That was it. Stay with us. we got more to come. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men and women are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable. We've never fully lived up to it. We've never before walked away from it. He just decided to add that because he couldn't say inalienable. Welcome back to the show. Dana, <laughs> top of our third hour. Dana Lash here with you. President. It's our president of our United States. There you go. Make sure you follow me. Substack, all that good stuff. Chapter and verse. Uh, like and subscribe YouTube and Facebook as well. That was his, was it, what was he speaking at yesterday? Oh, uh, Boston. He was in Boston. That's what it was. He was in Boston. I love how he's like, well, you know, certain uh, inalienable rights that, you know, or he, he tried to say, he was going to say inalienable, and then he ended up, he couldn't say it, so he went for whatever that sentence was. You know, the was. narrative is no right is inalienable. Like, he's, been, he's said that before. He's actually said no right is absolute. I mean, that's literally a contradiction right. of... Our, our founding documents. I mean, that's... This guy. It's true, though. Certain inalienable rights. Declaration of Independence. We are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Which, by the way, the Bill of Rights gets into further articulating what those are. So... He just... I don't know. Either he couldn't say it or he just didn't want to compromise himself on anything in the future. I don't know. But wait, there's more. He said this. He was talking to, well, he was talking about cancer. Or was he talking about cancer patients or saying this to cancer patients? Audio soundbite nine. Uh, I don't know. I just think he was looking at people that were in the upper deck of his, you know, where he was speaking and talking to them. I'm not sure. I, I think he was mentioning cancer. Oh, cancer survivors. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So let me wait. Let me set this up. He he was delivered. It was part of because it was he went up to Boston. It was for the cancer moonshot initiative. And he told these survivors not to jump from the balcony. Listen. And I want to thank all of you, the cancer patients, survivors, caregivers. And don't jump from up there. Okay. And all uh, for all the leaders of science and medicine for being here today. All the leaders of science and medicine. Mm-mm-mm. Um. Okay. Funny. He he does this. I think as like um as a way to that he when people speak, there's certain things that they'll go back to to either give themselves more time to kind of mentally prepare for their next the next portion of their remarks uh, or something to that effect. Everybody has it. Everybody does something. I do it as well. 
it's it and it's something that gives you it brings you back to one point so you can go so you can prepare for the next point because he does this all the time he i love how <laughs> how daily wire <laughs> this is what daily wire said Biden has issued similar warnings in the past, inexplicably warning someone who has given no indication that they intended to jump from wherever his attention was directed. <laughs> such a smart Alex. <laughs> but it's true, though. He does that all the time. Why? He does it all the time. That's what he it just it's one of his favorite things to do. I, we've played the audio before where he's gotten into it. All right, so uh, a few things, let's see, to get into. We've been talking about the CPI report. The spin has started. Military personnel are struggling to get by as the Pentagon budget falls short. This is infuriating, this story. It is, uh, I was reading about this last night. Let me pull up my original piece. Because it was a story about uh, military and how some of them, I mean, they, they're having a lot of trouble making ends meet. The Pentagon has essentially said, you soldiers may want to apply for food stamps. Yeah, because the double digit inflation, the price increases for everything. Daily Caller has a piece on it. The Army recommended last month. That service members apply for food stamps. The Air Force is cutting incentive pay for difficult assignments. Our defense spending is one of the, really it's the only, our defense is the only job really that our federal government has. Again, I go back to Article 1, Section 8. It lays out everything that the federal government can and cannot spend our money on. Can and cannot do. All their responsibilities. Military pay raises that were authorized in the National Defense Act for 2023 have not kept pace with inflation. So you got a lot of military personnel struggling to make ends meet. And it is... No wonder, no wonder they're having a problem with recruitment. It was the uh, guidance issued by the Army. uh, It was issued by the Sergeant Major of the Army last month. They said, yeah, soldiers may actually want to. They may want to go and sign up for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistant Program. It was a recommendation, again, that came out in August the written guidance, it's from, it's uh, army.mil, and they have their article. The written guidance says that the Army's financial readiness program can help soldiers fight inflation, manage finances. They, the written guidance says, quote, SNAP is a U.S. government program that provides benefits to eligible low-income individuals and families via electronic blah, blah, blah. They said service members and their families may be eligible. The guidance, the official guidance included lending and financial counseling programs and contact information to help them enroll in SNAP. Now, they had uh, one that said the Defense Department's a Wall Street Journal piece, flat-footed response to inflation, that's going to actually call for a, you're going to see pay cut for service members. 
the people who should not be dealing with us. We can send billions to Ukraine, but we can't even properly pay our soldiers. Are you kidding me? We can we're spending billions of dollars to prop up and artificially stimulate or stimulate artificially manipulate the market in favor of green companies. But our service members are. That's the man. Uh, It's rough. Rough. There's one uh, defense budget analyst who was quoted saying that one in four enlisted men and women. This I'm going to get so mad. One in four enlisted men and women cannot afford to regularly provide meals for their families at home. You don't hear a lot of in the press about this. I mean, I get it that we're showing all kinds of stuff of the queen arriving in London, but can we can we make sure our service members can feed their families? Can we get a story on that? Now, the military does do pay increases on, you know, kind of a somewhat regular basis, but it, it's like really, it's a very slow increase, very slow increase. Some are saying, well, maybe we put a, some people are, they're trying to figure out in D.C. what to do about it, whether it's an emergency appropriations or something. But see, the thing is, is that the Pentagon, they got a budget increase, but there, were no, there wasn't any kind of provision for pay to increase pay of uh, enlisted service members to offset the cost increase brought on by inflation. I mean, I, I'm just, it, this is sickening. That's just one in four. One in four. Be checking on your service members. One in four. It's stunning. So that's what, and you, again, you wonder why they're struggling with recruitment. Unbelievable. Now, I was telling you a little bit last hour, a school district in Texas, Frisco ISD, they have released this resolution and they named, they said it was brought on by what happened in Uvalde and what happened in Santa Fe back in 2018. They want parents to share how they store their firearms via a form. And that's exactly it. That is exactly what they said. Here's the fourth uh, point in the resolution. They say, be it resolved, blah, 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 that Frisco ISD board further directs the superintendent to develop a form, modify an existing form uh, for the purpose of soliciting an acknowledgement of the penal code and provide resource and give resources about safe gun storage practices because they want parents. They said that they want uh, to, they want they're they're interested in how parents in Frisco ISD are storing firearms. And they said it's uh, they also wanted to share resources about safe gun storage practices. I don't really look. I'm going to tell you, I don't trust CRT pushing school districts who have neither my practical knowledge, training or expertise on firearms or the law to give me or anyone else, which I would imagine there are a lot of parents in that school district that know more than the educrats that are writing these resolutions to dictate to them how or suggest storage options or do anything that has nothing to do with what their original purpose is. What gets me is they act like this is a negligence thing. They they act like it's a negligence issue. 
It said that the uh, because they cited Uvalde and they cited Santa Fe and Uvalde, this murderer purchased legally two a little bit higher end semi-automatic rifles. A little bit more higher end than the average the average one. It's because of where they're made. So it was all done in the U.S. They are trying to act like this is an issue of negligence and not purposeful evil. And it's almost, I feel like any approach to this, because they've been pressured, a lot of these schools are being pressured by the anti-gun folks, the anti-2A folks. Because they're saying that, well, this is, you know, they, they want to, it's like they want to fear monger parents into thinking that, oh, well, if we don't have these things in place, this could happen here. What happened in Uvalde wasn't, an, wasn't a consequence of negligence. In Santa Fe, apparently their family had no idea that their 17-year-old was making pipe bombs and incessantly posting about Nazis on his publicly accessible social media pages. In fact, one of the lawsuits against the family in that tragedy, they're suing the killer's parents because he clearly needed mental help and they did not get him mental help and they did not warn the public that he was unstable and dangerous. And by the way, he did, he is... He was found to still be, as of earlier this year, I think it was February of this year, they, they determined that he was still incompetent to stand trial. This is not a safe storage issue. It's an unsecured murderer's issue. Families who should have their kids adjudicated ineligible due to their widely reported violent behavior and obsession with committing acts of violence that they talk about publicly. Uvalde, they, they I mean, that... That killer had been in Uvalde and been making threats on his social media pages. Their school district was supposed to monitor students' social media pages. Why was none of this ever captured? It it wasn't private because everybody and their brother got screenshots of it after this happened and they're all over the internet. You can go see. How did they not see it? You're not going to retroactively undo anything by punishing law-abiding people. If the goal is safety or security, then wouldn't the district's efforts focus on increasing the ratio of SROs to students or educating families on their options within our existing legal system to spot warning signs and how to adjudicate loved ones ineligible to purchase or carry? Because it kind of seems like they're, they're citing a tragedy at Frisco ISD that wasn't created by negligence as a fear tactic to manipulate parents into sharing personal information. This is exactly what it sounds like. And that's where it'll go. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. This is one of the worst stories I think I've heard in a long time. Oh, man. Police in Louisiana gave an informant a hidden, cam- a hidden camera and sent her to make a drug deal. But they weren't monitoring her in real time, and she was raped twice. Her cries went unheard during the unmonitored drug sting, according to the Associated Press. And this is now there's investigations. It's all on. I mean, they all have everything on camera and they I'm just oh, my gosh, that's horrific. Uh, Also, Elon Musk's Twitter buyout deal was approved by shareholders today. The forty four billion dollar buyout deal that was set in motion earlier uh, the vast majority of shareholders, obviously, we always knew that was going to probably happen. Um, they're still in a legal battle trying to determine. Uh, he wants to know, like, how much of this of the business is actually legit because they're not being forthright about it. And it makes you would want to know what you're purchasing, right? Yeah. Uh, in New York Post, 
A dog walker. This is kind of funny. This is a dog walker begs armed pup to surrender weapon. Uh, their Great Pyrenees gave the dog walker a lot of, uh, well, pr- a lot of, uh, f- well, a, ha- a handful because he thought he grabbed a stick to the dog walker and he actually grabbed a knife and he had to get the knife away from him. Stay with us. More to come. When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show. Let, let me just say this. There are a lot of people right now, Monday morning quarterbacking, maybe it's Tuesday morning in this context, <laughs> but, uh, but they basically uh, shouldn't try to rewrite history. What we went through with the pandemic was unprecedented in the economy of America, a sustained period of time where there was a virtual timeout and a real question as to recovery. What does he talk? What does he mean? First off, that's Senator Dick Durbin from Illinois. Welcome back to the program. Your lovable little Daria curmudgeon, Dana Lash here with you. I because he was speaking. Uh, CNBC. He, he said, here's the takeaway that it was Monday morning quarterbacking. To blame his party's his party for the inflation. There are a lot of people trying to rewrite history. That's what he said. I have the transcript here. He said that we issued a lot of uh, uh, debt, a lot of dollars, what the Fed did, a lot of programs, and then just this year, the, uh, that's the host, uh, the CHIPS Act, and Durbin was speaking to that. He said they shouldn't try to rewrite history. He was the... This is the thing. This is what I'm zeroing in on. He goes, a sustained period of time where there was a virtual timeout and a real question as to recovery. Let me start there. The hell is a virtual timeout? It was real to me. Yeah, it felt really real to people who lost their businesses. The virtual timeout felt really real to people who got arrested for trying to earn a living because they couldn't pay their damn bills, but they had they were they and they couldn't leave their houses and they were arrested for trying to get work by the people who said that you needed to take a timeout. What, what do you mean virtual timeout? This is their language is so cagey unnecessarily. So you're saying that there wasn't any kind of actual. So if it was a virtual timeout, then where do we have a? Then it's a virtual recovery that you think, huh? So he says. Then he goes into this. Look what's happened with the number of people. Uh, here's where I'm. Here's where I'm going in. The his his statement. The number of jobs that have been created under this president. This is Dick Durbin, just in the last year and a half. Those jobs were not jobs that were created. Those were jobs that were vacated temporarily. Actually, it, they were paused because the government enacted an imminent domain over our abilities in terms of generating income. We couldn't generate income, so we couldn't actually do the thing we were employed to do. And so people were, were told to stay home and not go to their jobs. Biden didn't create the jobs that people were told to stay home from doing. When they returned to doing their jobs, those weren't jobs that Biden created. Thank you. And he goes, and then Durbin adds this. Yes, there are the fires of inflation and American families are fighting them, but gas prices are coming down. And that's a good indicator that Americans can have confidence in the future of the economy. Will you save this audio soundbite because it's going to bite him in the A double snakes. 
the fires of inflation. I hate this stupid flowery language that these people use. The fires of inflation. Gas is still up. It's it's still up. It's still 75% more than what it was two years ago. Are you also smoking Hunter Biden's powder? Did he share it with all of you in D.C.? Do they smoke powder? How does that work? Does that work that way? Or do you got to chip the crystal off? Like, uh, what's that game uh, where they say rock and stone? What is that game? You know what I'm talking about? You don't stop. I got to stop the show. Hold up. 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 Uh, I'm going to find out because I'm not going to be able to get past this. No, Deep Rock Galactic. Thank you. Myself. Thank you, me. Deep Rock Galactic. Yeah. High five me. <laughs> Literally, I play that game to make my dwarf drink beer and say rock and stone. That's all I do. You can do that in the game. My youngest likes it. I didn't choose to play it. He says, yes, they're them fires of inflation. So did he... I guess mine off some of that crack rock. Is that what you do? I, can I just co- revisit that one second? Right. I don't know. We should ask Hunter Biden, a professional drug person. Right. right? Okay. It's a good indicator. Now, the reason I want to save this audio is because he says, yeah, you know, gas, he literally says gasoline prices are coming down. And that's a good indicator that Americans can have more confidence in the future of the economy. He says this this morning. Yesterday, Janet Yellen said gas prices are going to go up. Europe is going, they're going up now because they're already having to turn on the heater in Switzerland. Remember their neighbors are snitching on each other. If you heat your home above 66 degrees in Switzerland, they're going to snitch on you. So Europe's already screaming, gas prices are already up. They're already up now. OPEC is going, yeah, we're not going to really give you any more. We're going to kind of uh, turn the tap down on the crude. Meanwhile, Biden's slow walk and leases for oil and gas. Manchin got bent over a barrel on that promise not fulfilled. He sold out for what? Nothing. So that's going to come back and get, get Durbin because gas prices, and first off, they're still up, as I said, 75% increase over what they were two years ago. They're going to go back up as temperatures cool. And we have yet to realize the inflation that will come from his Inflation Creation Act. So we have a future that's just with inflation. That's just what we have to accept. I think I'm going to start making moonshine. Because we're going to need it. I'm going to start drinking it during the show. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to need it to get through this. Now, I'm going to end with this part of, well, at least on this specific soundbite. Durbin says this towards the end. He goes, Quote, now I look back on it, I really believe what we did was extraordinary. The circumstances were unprecedented. We had to sustain businesses and their employees during one of the most difficult periods in our history. You didn't, though. You forbid them from sustaining themselves, and you actually killed a lot of them. Okay, fun fact. One of, one of the shows I love is Bar Rescue. We've had Taffer on the show before. And this, one of my favorite things to do is after we watch... You know, an episode. That's the only TV I really watch. After we watch an episode, I like to go and see if the place is still open. You would not believe how many of these bars and restaurants were killed off because of the lockdown. And I was, and I, I always look, I'm like, is it because the service got bad again? Is it because the, you know, the, the 
quality of the food. What and they were all getting like great ratings. All of their uh, sales were up, but none of them. As soon as they hit lockdown, boom. Now there were some that made it through lockdown. A lot of it depended uh, on where they were. Were you totally locked down where you couldn't even like deliver anything? Because there were, I mean, it was kind of crazy. It was a lot harder. It was a lot harder for those restaurants in the Northeast. I think there's only one or two of them that we saw in the past like month of episodes that were, that, that made it through. It's crazy. They didn't help sustain businesses. They killed them. Now in Texas, we shouldn't even had a lockdown in Texas. I will say the one thing that uh, I don't like that Greg Abbott did. Well, there's some I didn't like Greg Abbott shutting down the economy in Texas. And I didn't like Donald Trump doing it going along with it nationally. You can say it. It's OK. It's all right. You can say that. You don't have to agree with everybody. A thousand percent people. Do you agree with your spouse? A thousand percent. OK, stop. Because it's true. It's the way it is. Should never happen. Ever. So that nothing was sustained. Nothing was sustained. They ruined them. And then they're going to sit here. All these people coming back to the ash heap of what they had. We created it. Oh my gosh. It's so frustrating. And then they're, they're all going to get taxed even more. In the meantime, audio soundbite six. I want you to listen to this. This is the Eagle Pass, Texas fire chief. Uh, because of that uh, Title 42 stuff, all of that, the border, you remember, this is one of the periods, this was the, it was like from August to September is when all that stuff really kicks in, and they're seeing it, true to form. Listen to this Eagle Pass, Texas fire chief talk about the border. In my career, in the last year or two, I had never seen so many drownings uh, like we're seeing right now. We, we... When I started, we used to do maybe 12 a year. Now we're doing one a day, 30 a month. These are young, young gentlemen, young women that are seeing more than any normal person would see in a lifetime. I mean, if you think about it, it's almost like a war zone. Bill Malugin, who was with Fox LA, and now he's doing a lot of stuff with Fox in New York, he is doing some of the best reporting on this at the border you've, you've ever seen. I hope he, he should get awards for this. He and Julio Rosas, if, if this was a just world, they would be getting awards for their coverage. He, I mean, the video footage that he gets, it is like watching people file into Six Flags or, or a concert or something. I've never seen anything like this. So Border Patrol told him that this is what happens when they've been pulling a lot of these agents off frontline field patrol to do processing duty. The few agents that they have left on patrol, they're trying to track down and chase the more dangerous groups. And I mean, he said just he said this this morning, uh, they're in Arizona in a 45 minute span they recorded uh, dozens of illegal entrants dressed in camouflage using a rope to scale the border wall and then literally run across the road into Arizona, making them gotaways. 
There are over 500,000 gotaways so far from January till now. That's bigger than the town I came from, bigger than the town Kane came from, Chris came from, probably any of us all combined. It's bigger than the town we live in now. That's wild. Wild. And he said in Eagle Pass, they had another large group, hundreds of uh, illegal entrants just walking on foot right over. Who was it that said last week that nobody's just walking right over? Corinne Jean-Pierre. Wow. I mean, here's tons of photos and videos of people literally just walking over. And in the meantime, over the weekend, they had, he reported five separate smuggling incidents. Nogales, Arizona, they had over 186,000 fentanyl pills seized. 3.35 pounds of fentanyl powder. That could, I mean, that could kill. Uh, it is, what is it? Like, how, how much did they say it was just to give you the perspective on it? Fentanyl can kill you in a matter of minutes. Two milligrams will kill you. They said that's why prescription fentanyl, it's dosed in micrograms. Yeah, two milligrams will kill you. And they brought in three pounds, over three pounds of fentanyl powder. 186,000 fentanyl pills. They brought in 106, they got uh, busted 106 pounds of meth. Now, that's just what they catch. That's just what they catch. It kills more people than anything. I mean, and nothing's done in D.C. Drug overdoses kill more people than firearms. That's true. Absolutely. And that's from the DEA, by the way. Uh, So this is not, you know, it's just, it's, it's insane. But yet that's not considered a national emergency. Because it's not about saving lives. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. I was telling Kane over break, I thought Rod, this is the faces, uh, that Rod Stewart, this is his earlier group, I thought his uh, wife seemed pretty cool because she works as a constable. Yeah, I know. She's basically a police officer. She wanted to do it after she did this like television show and she really liked it and appreciated what they did and now has done a lot of hours training as a special constable and apparently she's working crowd control in London. As uh, their monarch's coffin comes in. As she's out there in her police uniform and everything. She's helping with crowd control, doing all this stuff. She just really appreciates it and likes interacting with people. That's pretty cool. Who knew? Man, who knew? Man, she's the uh, definitely the significant other of the Penny and Rod thing there. My mom loves Rod Stewart. So I, I, you kind of have to, you know, kind of have to pay attention. All right. So apparently there's another Hunter Biden laptop out there. <laughs> Jeez. What? Is there going to be another Ashley Diary? Oh, dude. 
Washington Examiner. They said, yeah, it looks like there is another one out there. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. Help us all. Kane, today's stupidity. All right. This was today at uh, the White House where John Kirby was speaking to the press corps. They had a question about if there was any concern from the State Department that China is buying up real estate around these military bases. And this is John Kirby's response, and then Karine Jean-Pierre saves him. Particularly when it comes to around military installations. What I will tell you is that uh, the president has been uh, nothing but clear about our concerns about Chinese uh, unfair trade practices and economic practices. That's the question. I I understand that, ma'am. But... Security and buying up land around uh, military installations. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably not the right person to ask about home ownership here in the home United ownership. States. Home ownership. This is about buying up land around military okay, installations. Is that a concern to this administration? What in the world? Golly. Folks, that does it for us tonight. I hope you have a great, wonderful evening. I will be back behind the mic with you tomorrow. Sign up for the newsletter over at Substack, Chapter and Verse. Like and subscribe on Facebook and YouTube.